Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. They take your kindness for weakness like you some kind of fool. They're trying to test my patience. On the intro track of my next guest, this is 2017 album, Underground with Commercial Appeal. Ebro states, you don't have to be on the radio and have a career to matter in hip-hop. A lesson artists should adhere to because it's one of the best reasons to have career longevity if you're not just chasing the commercial hit. Uh, he's just dropped his newest project, this thing called Life, produced by Oh No, an incredible album. Thank his you. name is Focus, and I want to welcome him to the Library of Timonico. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this is a long time in the making. Long time. <laughs> for real. <laughs> so the, I think the first time I said that email, the, the question that came to mind that I would wanted to ask you is what got you into not just rap music, but into hip-hop culture? What were you listening to growing up? And what was that kind of one album that said to you, all right, I want to do this? Um, you know, growing up, I grew up on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. So hip hop that's, that's, was there all the time. And um, I think my brother played a huge role. You know, he was a DJ and a rapper. So as a younger brother, you always want to follow and do what your okay. big brother does. But um, I think Big Big Daddy Kane is what did it for me. Wow. Yeah. Um I remember writing down the lyrics to Ain't No Half Steppin'. I just like press play, stop, you know? And I don't know, it was that record that it was like, yeah, I, I, I want to do this right here. Oh, wow, yeah, you know? yeah. That was a long, I was a kid, but, you know, I just got hooked just with the culture, the graffiti. I did graffiti as well, and just a break, I, I did break dance and all of that. So yeah. it's just in me. Uh, what, what what did you, did, was there a purpose for you when you first got into it? Mean, was there something you wanted to contribute to it, but also what did you want it to contribute to yourself? As far as music? Uh, as far as music, but then also as far as even all the elements that you just talked about. I mean, just growing up, it was just, it was a part of life. Break dancing, the cardboard, like it was just a part of graffiti. Like these were just the things that you did. I was a DJ as well. But I, I had that was very short lived because back then there was no Serato, right, yeah. so you had to go buy records, and I didn't have enough money, so <laughs> you know, I used to do parties and not have enough records, so I, I, that I stopped. But DJing did help me though; it, it taught me how to uh, be a producer, you know, mm. go on beat and stuff like that. But it was just something that we did. Right. Like, just growing up, that's what you did. Like you was you was into hip hop, or you or you wasn't. Right. When did you so so when did when did the when did the writing bug hit you? When did the uh, all right? I I'm going to be an MC. Mm. Uh, oh, okay. I mean, I think in junior high school, mm. like or maybe maybe my first year of high school. Yeah, 
But um, yeah, junior high school. I actually was in in, in school with uh, a, a Jean, Jean Gray. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah, she wasn't a rapper back then. I, you know, I, she was just so cool, cool person. And I bumped into her like years later one day, and all of a sudden, you know, she was rapping. I had never heard her. And when I heard her, I was like, damn, she was dope. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. But yeah, I mean, I think it was like the ninth grade when mm-hmm. I kind of started. Like, I got with uh, my partner, shout out my man Mike, and started the first rap group, and, you know, the, just kind of kept going from there. So I would say like the ninth grade. So did you know, I mean, you're, you're obviously lyrically gifted. Uh, Thank you, you know, listen to all your albums, and I mean, it's a sh- sh- strong, Thank strong you. throughout. Um, was that I mean is that natural is that like something like or did you have to like really work on it to, oh I had yeah. to work I think my biggest asset um like I don't know kind of looking outside or something I think it's just like my my uh, determination like when I want to do something I find a way to do it so if I made a song and it wasn't that good or somebody laughed you know I was mad and I went back and worked on it to make it good you know yeah, so yeah. that was that was always been my thing so I don't. I don't want to come out the gate and say, "Oh, I was literally gifted." Per-. Nah, nah, nah. I, it's the more you do something, the better you're gonna get at it. Uh, the, you know, the lesson uh, in the intro of the album of the of this interview, mm-hmm. obviously, I tell you about the lesson that Evo talks yep. about. Uh, when did you learn that lesson? Um, <laughs> how was it like? You know, did you was it at the early on in your career, mm-hmm. or did you just like how, when did that hit you? Oh, that hit me about f- four years ago. It wow. hit me. Wow. Yeah, I went through. Right now, I'm I'm enjoying Focus 2.0. Mm, right, mm. this is this is Focus 1.0. Was you know I wanted to be rich and famous. I wanted to be in the clubs. You know I wanted everybody to know who I was. You know it was that, and um, that that's a money game. Right, it's a money game, and I learned that the hard way as well. And after a while, you know I had gained a lot of weight, and I just got just I was just like done with like the rapping stuff and. I'm also an engineer, so I had a recording studio for many years. So I was just focusing on engineering, making money, fo- yeah. <laughs> engineering on other rappers. And then, you know, I started my little independent label and I was just doing that. Then I started um, doing like CrossFit, mm-hmm. started losing a lot of weight, feeling good about myself, feeling confident. And then it was, it was, was kind of like a mixed moment between CrossFit and um, I was... Recording and mixing the uh, Barrel Brothers album, with oh, wow. Skies with yeah. Soiree. Oh wow! And that whole process, like I was, I was a partner on that album as well. So like seeing how you know that was done in my basement, recorded in my basement, mixed in my basement, mastered, and then just seeing how you know I was getting monthly checks from that, and then seeing those guys go tour to Europe, like it's just like all of those things simultaneously happened, just like clicked for me. It was just like yo. I could do this my way. I, mm. I don't. I don't. I don't have to pay a producer. I don't have to pay a rat. I don't have to pay anybody. I could just do this myself. But more importantly, just do it my way. Because at that time, I had heard of Guilty Simpson, but never heard a verse. Right. M- most of those people on that album. Oh no, I, I. I never even heard of Oh No. But it was just that album. It made me go discover right. other people, and I was just like, Yo, these guys out here doing real music, and they're making a living, mm. and. That was it for me right there. That was a turning point. You talk about that album, and, and you mentioned the people that are on it, but you also mm-hmm. mentioned, obviously, Torre and, mm-hmm. uh, and Sky Zoo, and those are two incredible MCs. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, they're gifted with... Beyond I, belief. I had Sky Zoo on uh, for the Retropolitan album, and, ah. and, and very fairly, he said, this, the writing, comes naturally, easy to me. You know, that you know what? If I may interject, there's very few people, um, musicians, artists, that 
like Sky is one of, in my opinion, he's one of those guys that it just is so easy for him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's just like effortlessly, and that's like crazy to see. Like, damn, how does this guy just like so just like nothing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you it's know, just a yeah. Just a, <laughs> and then it comes off strongly. It's crazy. Um. So. so that experience for you in terms of uh, uh, watching these these two work these as two artists, machines, these two monsters. Uh, what did you kind of take away in terms of a that lot. as a lyricist? As a lyricist, I mean, at that time I wasn't really like rapping. Mm-hmm. You know, I was more engineer mode. And but but when you hear something, you're like, damn, yeah. that was crazy. Like, ooh, that was hot. Ooh, you know. But I mean, for me, I just always, you know, those guys are just. You know, they're mm-hmm. just like machines. Right. <laughs> uh, we, before we talk about your music, I was, you know, I, you know, I was telling you this offline, but mm-hmm. I've always loved your ca- album covers. Uh, thank you. From Underground with Commercial Appeal to More Than One Way to the new album, This Thing Called Life. Uh, and what really kind of stands out to me, it was a um, More Than One Way release, uh, 2005, was that the cover like yelled graffiti, graffiti, oh, yeah. you know, graph artists. And more and more as I do these interviews and I appreciate the, I really like just appreciate graph so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, what has well two things? How do you choose and come up with these album covers? But two, what what's the importance of graph? And you mentioned earlier, but graph in your life as an artist. Yeah, I mean graffiti is a part of my life. So uh, I mean, I still to this day I'll take a tag and do a throw up. You know, I was in Europe at all the shows. You know, doing doing tags and throws. But I don't know. I think for me, um, a picture says a thousand words, mm-hmm. right? So I just think it's always important to just have something that people could look at and can either just take something right away from it or can break it down as well. And I always want to make sure that it's in sync with the music, mm-hmm. you know? And for me, just, I don't know, the Bodega, that, that first album was just like the, the Bodega, the Piragua truck. That's like just stuff from, from my neighborhood, right. you know? And then the second album is like, that's literally my building where I grew up. Oh, nice. And that's yeah. literally my first car that I had. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's authentic. Yeah. Um, on, on More Than One Way, you know, you, you get to the track on uh, Throwback, and mm. it features a Cool G rap. Oh, and, yeah. And when I saw that as a... You know, as a as a fan of Kuji Rap, I was like, "Wow, this guy is, he's gonna he's going to bars with Kuji Rap," and <laughs> you, you do it. Like that's the thing, you do it. You, Thank you, you man. Um, so. What what was that experience like to work with him? But also, what was that kind of, you know, back to like, what did you take away from kind of Ooh. watching him work or even listening to that track? You know, well, well, shout out to my man Mike Heron for that because he uh, he drove with me all the way out to Jersey. He made that that feature happen, and um, it was an incredible experience. I, I, I remember that was another very important moment for me too in my life because I went and and I saw this big house. You know, I'm just like, wow. You know, G-Rap wasn't somebody who necessarily has super commercial success, yeah, you know? Right. But, I mean, he's he's a, a legend and a, one of the top five. Uh, but, you know, just seeing, like, man, he's living like this, you know, from doing music. But when I first met him, the first thing I did, I was like, yo, G-Rap, I just want to say you, you, the, you the greatest of all time and salute. That's the first thing I did. And then um, after that, we just got busy. We was just, you know, sitting down. He was recording. I'm just and I'm just listening, and I'm just like in awe. Like I can't believe I got a song <laughs> with G Rap. Right, right. And um, funny enough, you know, we was drinking Hennessy that that day. Day turned into the evening, and by the time we were ready to leave, I was so drunk, and Mike at the time wasn't driving, 
So I had to turn back around and I actually had to, we slept over G-Rap's house. <laughs> nice. And I actually threw up in his bathroom. All right. <laughs> Word. I threw up in his bathroom. They, I, they laughed at me when I came out of the bathroom, but it was an amazing experience, right. man. It just it just made me feel like, you know, all right, man, you get you know, you're getting closer and closer. You get you know what I mean? That's yeah. what it kind of made me feel like. That's tough. Um I wanna uh, there's a track uh, Can't You See off your album mm-hmm. uh, 2020. Um oh, yeah. and what I really love about it is that you um you talk about the, your sacrifices your mother made. Um, Absolutely. What you know, not too many times in in music we we shout out our our, our mothers, especially. Um, can you just talk about the sacrifices your mother oh, made? Oh man, and, my and, mom raised five boys by herself. You know, my parents got divorced at an early age, and my mom sacrificed everything for her children. And I saw that. You know, she could have easily got us, you know, a stepfather for us and. But she, I mean, she she made it work with what she had, and she she's the real MVP. Mm, that's her. absolutely. Uh, was there a time that you, um, when you started sharing your art with your mom, and um, and was she kind of hesitant to be like she she? <laughs> my mom, you know, she we're from the Dominican Republic. My mom was from there. My father, so she mostly speaks Spanish. So oh. she always looked at rap as like not good music, right, right. you know. But the highlight that kind of changed things a little bit is uh, I had done a song in Spanish and uh, with a friend of mine and we actually went to Dominican Republic to do like some shows and there's a big TV show like a famous show that all the, you know we used to watch called uh, Salvador Corporan which is like a just a big big Salvador Gigante but for the Dominicans okay and um, we did that show when we was live and, and, and my mother got to see me live on TV oh that's dope you know, so that yeah. that that was like a big highlight for me right there. But um, when she saw that, she knew that I, I wasn't playing around. Right. You know, like she knew that I was really serious with this. Uh, let's turn to your new album, this uh, yeah. this thing called Life. It's mm-hmm. entirely produced by Oh No. Um, first off, let's talk about the title. Tell me about the title. Uh, when did you come up with it? Was it after you wrote the album? Before you wrote the album? Hmm. So that 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 project originally, the way this project started was like I said, I had never heard of Oh No. So when I discovered him. I just did the YouTube thing, and I just found him so interesting. Just, just as an, as a fan, I was like, man, he's he's weird, you know. <laughs> and I just found it so interesting, and I became a fan of his. So I reached out, and I was like, yo, you know, I, I, I mixed this project. I did this, you know, I'd love to get a beat. So we did one record, and then I came up with an idea. I was like, yo, man, let's do a project. You produce three songs, I produce three songs, and then you rap and I rap. Mm-hmm. And he was like, bet. And yo, this guy is a machine too. Like, I sent him one song, he sent it right back, and then he sent me his next three right away. Wow, damn. And I was, like, in the middle of another project, so I didn't get to it right away. I wait. I didn't get back to him until, like, damn near a year later. And by that time, he's on, like, three or four projects. So he's like, yo, dude, you know, I sent you these verses a long time ago. Like, So we kind of transitioned to the the project into him uh, just producing it, Mm. which worked out because... I was just going through certain things in my life, um, finding myself, you know, as you get older, you you evolve, you change, you, you kind of realize. I basically discovered who I am and, and became very comfortable with who I was and who I am now and, and the man that I'm becoming, you know? Mm. And for a long time, I was just wasn't being myself, so to speak. You know, I would try to maybe fit in to be accepted by these people. Now it's like, this is who I am. Yeah. Take it or leave it. You know, so this thing called life is pretty much that. It's pretty much me learning, 
going going you know growing up in the ghetto and 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 all these stereotypes and and kind of pressured into acting and being a certain way but then realizing that that's not really it so it's like you grow through you go all around the block just to realize you only have to go next door <laughs> that's basically what this thing called life is about uh you mentioned i mean ono is not just a producer he's also an mc yeah. um is there advantages or maybe I believe disadvantage of, of, of creating an album with a producer that actually knows how to rhyme from from your perspective in terms of being another MC? I think so. I think so, but but then but I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I know that there's an advantage when you're an MC and you're engineering. Mm-hmm. There's an advantage. So like a lot of engine uh rappers used to love working with me because I'm an MC as well. So like I know. Like, nah, put it this way. Nah, fix this. Nah, change this. You know, but I, I can't really say for the other one, but maybe. Uh, the track uh, I Get Down, uh, it's great. I mean, you, you take on this persona of somebody robbing a mm-hmm. train. Um, you kind of give us insights to the thoughts of what's going on through this robber's brain. Exactly. Um, can you talk about why did you take on this role, but also kind of the story behind this track? So that's that's actually one of the records... Oh no! Sent back. So when he sent that record back with a with a hook and a verse, so he spearheaded that, and then I just kind of followed suit. But all of that played a role. The, the very first song that we actually did was this thing called Life. That's the first beat he sent me. Mm. So everything just kind of tied in perfectly, and that song "Get Down" just represents like when you when you when you're poor when you're broke. Sometimes you make very bad decisions mm-hmm. based out of necessity. And that's basically that. That's basically what that was. Whether it's going out there to sell drugs, going out there doing robberies, going, you know, that's what that song's about. So I weirdly, when I heard this line in the second verse by you, I weirdly thought it was kind of a weird way of, uh, interesting way of you expanding on 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 a DMX lyric mm. where he says, I rob and I steal not because I want to, because I have to. And the lyric I'm referring to here that you spit is, I don't normally do this, but I had to. My back is up against the wall, so I don't have a choice. I run around these streets broke, so I don't have a voice. Uh, so it's kind of like, I knew what DMX was saying when he first said it, but then you kind of, you explained it a little <laughs> more, right? Um, can you just talk about these lyrics and and what do you want your listeners to kind of take away from that is 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 life that's what i realized it's just ups and downs like sometimes you you make bad choices and bad decisions not because it's just out of necessity it's like when you when you're walking to get when i was walking out the train to get here i could either walk slow and get wet more or i could like try to just breeze through as fast as possible go on the things like maybe i might bump into somebody maybe i don't mean to do that but I got to take care of me and what I got to do and get to where I got to go. So some people look at robbery like it's nothing. Right. It's, it's like, yo, what? That's nothing. Let me get, me get that. Mm. You know, and that's kind of like sometimes you just feel like that. Sometimes you just feel like, forget it, I'm going to take this. Like, mm. so what? Mm. And that's uh, pretty much what it was. The track uh, Problem and Stresses, you, you talk about learning from mistakes. Um, what was that one mistake that kind of you made – that was just like what's kind of the, the the real turning point, the real oh, life I made, lessons. I'm, I made a lot, and I'm still making. Oh, them. I you know saying, <laughs> oh yeah, I made a lot, and I'm still making them. But 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 that's the thing. You you make that mistake, and then you just you learn from it, you mm-hmm. know. And that and that's what it is. Like sometimes you could be very reserved and 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 thought out and think and plan and plan and think until the time is right. But 
when is the time mm. right? Right. You just sometimes you just gotta go. And and if you're prepared, you can take advantage. If you're not prepared, then you learn that damn, I gotta be prepared next time. You know, so I mean I've made you know, I've made mistakes, you know, sometimes maybe back then I was definitely a little bit more emotional. I'm very passionate. Mm-hmm. I'm a very passionate person with what I believe in. So sometimes I, I speak the truth to people about something that maybe we're a part of or, and, and I don't like the way you're moving or the way, and maybe people might take offense to that, but it's nothing personal, you know, <laughs> but that's just me. I'm a very passionate person. So The great thing about this album is that I think you're taking on a very a mentoring role mm. to those who are listening. Uh, but what, what, what I love to hear is uh, who were your mentors? Like who were those people that you're, you're able to like, these are life lessons they taught you, uh, whether they're fellow artists, whether they're, you know, the dude on the corner, you know, anyone, mm-hmm. anyone. This is, it's a lot, but I mean, you know, I always, I always say like my three, my three main people within the music and stuff like that was like my brother, my, uh, my brother Carlos, my man Jeff, my man Martin, like those three guys. Jeff was like, we call him like the sensei because he's like, he's a legendary break dancer. He's a legendary graffiti artist. He's the one that got us producing. He's the one that got like, he's like the sensei. Mm-hmm. Um, but those three guys right there, I always wanted to impress them. So anything that I did, I wanted to impress them. So like, if I was like ever smoking weed or doing something, I would never do it in front of Jeff. I, you know, every, yeah. like never in front of my brother. I, you know, I wouldn't even curse in front of my brother. You know, it's like that much respect that you have for these people. Right. So I would never get quote unquote like out of line. You know, I would only want to impress them so that they can give me like the approval like okay you are ready now young jedi go you know so th- i would say those guys right there but then there's many other people man there's, there's so many people that i've learned from from the mistakes that they've made you know to teach me like okay i'm not gonna do that right you know uh and one, i think one person uh you you give credit to on mm-hmm. uh, leap of faith you give ed og oh yeah, uh, yeah and yeah. and i was wondering what the story like ed og i've you know interviewed <laughs> another incredible artist uh what is that story why 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 get that shout out edo's the man edo um i met him i was uh i put out an album with sadat x through my through my label and we did a little tour so i met edo g at a boston a boston stop we did <clears throat> middle east club cool dude very nice very humble i was like you know he's a legend so i'm like wow you know he's a cool guy gave me his number um, we did one feature for one of the group things that I have and we might have done something else. And then I present them the idea like, yo, let's do a, a project where I produce it all with you and Shabam Sadiq. He was like, let's do it. <clears throat> so we did it. And, um, then he, you know, he was like the first guy I've been trying to, you know, I've been trying to talk I've been asking, yo, I want to go on a road. Yo, I want to go on a road to go to Europe, you know, cause I've always heard, from like Sky and Tor, they always tell me the stories like, yo, Europe is crazy. They love hip hop. So I'm like, yo, I want to go. I want to go. And yo, just like that, I I'm, I asked Edo. I said, yo, Edo, I would like to go. You know, I get my own. T-. He was like, yo, take your, play your own ticket, and we and we out. And it was that simple. <laughs> nice. That simple. So he like he literally opened the doors for me. You know, and for that, like he's always the big homie for that. And, um, yeah, I'm very grateful for that because then naturally, me being the person that I am, I'm always going to go make contacts and hustle and do what I need to do, you know, so that I eventually can stand on my own. But he is the one that opened that door for me, you know? Uh, you, you have Razz on the track, believe. Razzy Cazzy. And you've worked with him before. Oh, and, yeah. And, and 
I was listening to that. I was walking up here a couple of days ago, and I was, you know, at one point that came on, and I was listening to it. And I was like, "Wow, Raz is he just keeps getting better and better." Um, well, one this track coming together. I mean, what was that collaboration process like? But also, um, what was that first Raz Kaz joint you heard that said, "All right, I want to at least meet this guy," or you know, Raz, Raz is you know, Raz is a machine, man. He's another one. In the, in the effortless pile, man, he just—it's like nothing for him. And and yes, he gets better and better. Yeah. It's, it's almost like he—he's—I he, like, don't know. When you hear him, you think he's like twenty-six years old or something. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the energy and the—he loves rap. Like he loves this thing. Um, oh man, there's so many records. I—I yeah. I, I mean, when the, the the one you know the Dre joint, that's crazy. You know the the. The joint with him exhibit, uh, what is it, Golden State? Mm. <clears throat> so many, yeah. so many. So, like, I got to tour with him, and that was just, like, amazing as well. Like, wow, I'm, mm. I'm here with freaking Razzcaz, you know? That's amazing. And then we ended up, um, he came to New York, and he stayed, like, my my uh, my basement, we call it, like, the, the hip-hop hostel. Because <laughs> it's, like, when the rappers and, and some of the people from overseas come in town, they pretty much they stay in the basement. I got like my studio and bedroom and you know, kitchen set up. So Raz came through. He stayed for like two weeks, nice. and we got a lot of work done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start the album uh, with no breaks, and you end it with the track "This Thing Called Life." Yep. Um, what was the reasoning behind this sequencing of this album? Kind of starting out with no breaks, ending with that. It's, it's, it starts from like no breaks. You know, hustle, hustle, hustle. If you do the right thing. In theory, if you work hard, everything is going to be okay. But then you kind of see like, damn, I'm working hard, but maybe I'm just paying bills or things are not going the way I want them. So now I'm going to have to start doing some extracurricular activities. Like maybe i got to hustle on the side. Maybe i got to start robbing banks. Maybe i got to, you know? Yeah. And um, <clears throat> then from like, by the time you get the problems and stresses, when you kind of start like, damn, I'm tired of this. And I'm realizing what this thing is like. And then it kind of takes a little turn. And then, you know, we go on a leap of faith, I believe. And, and this by this thing called life, you got to, you know, you figured it out. You figured out what life is about. When do you come up with these concepts for the album? Like, I mean, you know, obviously, I think the more, and you've said it, the more authentic you are, the, the, the longer your career will be. But also the, 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 the listener hears that. Like as long as you're not forcing it, mm-hmm. uh, you have an album called "This Thing Called Life," and I think everyone and their mama could, you know, relate to <laughs> exactly what you're talking about here. So, so, so in terms of concepts, like where do you go from here? Um, you know, like ah, what is the great question? Uh, <laughs> great question. So, I, I actually have the the there's a like the follow up to that because again, this thing called life kind of represents like me breaking out of so the babies in the womb. And then the back cover of that album is a tombstone. So the, it's like the beginning and the end. And then everything in the middle. So like now we go into, there's a, there's a, pr- a little EP I have coming out called uh, It's a Celebration. It's kind of a different sound, but it's all authentic. It's all me. And um, I did it with a producer from Switzerland. And then right after that, it's pretty much already done. It's, I kind of like it here. And that album... I kind of like it here represents, I kind of like it here, meaning here in Europe, here in New York, here in my mentality, 
you know, the person that I am here in my world. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm very comfortable with who I am. So I'm, I kind of like it here, you know. And that that project is is, is kind of nutty because it's very different. Dude, it's been great. I mean, this has been incredible to Thank you. finally get to talk to you and have Likewise, this conversation. Man. Likewise, um, The album is this thing called Life. Absolutely. With Focus. Uh, incredible album. Uh, I think all your albums are Thank you. incredible. Thank uh, you. And thank you so much for being on the library of Tim Heineke. Thank you. Thank you, man. If I may just say, I have the vinyl for this thing called Life coming. And uh, if you pre-order it before January 1st, you can leave a voicemail saying why life is good, and it will be included on the vinyl. So you can go to IamFocus.com and make sure you grab that. That's dope. Yo, thank you, man. Thanks My brother. Man. Yeah, thank so you, man. Thank, thank you. They try to play you, thinking that you will make a move. I swear they trying to test my patience. Gotta keep you cool, or let them get you out your character. Don't let your pride get the best of you. They trying to trick you off the streets. Don't let them trick you off the streets. Yo, I'm on the edge. Stress is at an all-time high. My patience at an all-time low. I might punch you in the face just for grilling me wrong. Silly nigga, just move it along. I got an attitude, and I don't take no shit, but you can bet you can take this clip. But if I shoot you, I'm brainless. I got a lot to lose. There's cameras everywhere. It's dangerous. It's best to walk away and be free to see another day. Master my emotions and deal with this another way. The jails are filled with niggas that's hard. There's even more tough guys laying stiff in the graveyard. Once you commit, it's no turning back. There's a reaction to every single act. It's best to move smart out here, or you can catch a loss out here. Word. They take your kindness for weakness, like you some kind of fool. They trying to test my patience. They try to play you, thinking that you will make a move. I swear they trying to test my patience. Gotta keep you cool, or let them get you out your character. Don't let your pride get the best of you. Word. They trying to trick you off the streets. Don't let them trick you off the streets. I'm a man first, so I don't tolerate disrespect. My first reaction is to go right for your neck. Press is what these suckers respond to, so I'ma bring it to them ASAP slash pronto. Roll up the fronto leaf. I need weed to calm me down, I don't need more grief. I got 99 problems, but how I choose to solve them or revolve them? Yeah, that's the motherfucking key. They wanna lock you up for good and never let you free. Then turn around and label you a menace to society. Sobriety, I need a drink Gotta force myself to make moves after I think These ignorant niggas are like a cancer Stay away from the bullshit Man, stay away from the bullshit A real G carries himself like a gentleman Be cautious in this world that we living in They take your kindness for weakness Like you some kind of fool They trying to test my patience They try to play you Thinking that you won't make a move I swear they trying to test my patience Gotta keep you cool Don't let them get you out your character Don't let your pride get the best of you They trying to trick you off the streets Don't let them trick you off the streets Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.